welcome to the SBK betting podcast recording on March 30th and with two days to go until the best day of Tom Collins's calendar year because the four words you've been waiting for all winter can finally be rejoiced in unison the flat is back and to be fair I've been looking forward to this too I've been on the all-weather circuit for racing TV for a lot of the winter and although I'm actually here at Warwick this afternoon for jumps I feel like I've been sort of cheating on the flat maybe it really is my real love but maybe this year anyway every year it's slightly different you think have you really missed it have you just want the jumps to go on forever as Ross might do um, but we have had fun over the jumps and it's certainly not over yet we've got Aintree, Punchestown all to come and we also have a, pre- a preview special for Aintree but we are focusing on the flat, it is back. It's the Lincoln weekend. And TC, you are probably remembering so sweetly a year ago about today when you put up none none other than a 50 to 1 winner of the Lincoln in the shape of Johan. So good memories of this weekend, but also of anything as we head into what's set to be another exceptional year. You must be just super excited. Yeah, I really can't wait. I'm, I'm ready to go, I have to say. I hate the two weeks after the Lincoln. Uh, the fact that we go back into a lull before the flat comes in uh, in true effect. But obviously, we have the Grand National in that time, which kind of eases the pain. But no, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Last year, as you touched on, Johan provided a, a nice winner when SBK sponsored the Lincoln. We don't sponsor it this year, but I'm still looking forward to it as much. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you say, the feature race on opening day of the flat turf season is the Lincoln Handicap at 3.35 over the straight mile, the customary feature flat opener. The race that has uncovered some of the best handicapped horses in the country in recent years. You've got to go back to 2018 when Adebe won this and went on to bigger and better things internationally. He was trained by none other than William Haggis, who has had the key to this race in terms of the favourites and the market protagonists. He always seems to have something at the top of the betting. Um, and he also won the Irish version of this race last weekend. He has Al Mubir, who's top of the market at around 7-2. to two. Um, But so, TC, let's start with you. Um, does he win this year's renewal? Is Almabir a good thing? We've obviously got um, lots of nicely well-handicapped horses in this race. Awal, uh, Wanis, they all could be. They've all got that similar kind of profile, but Almabir has been the talking horse. Yeah, unexposed four-year-olds generally hold the key to the Lincoln. Now, last year, the reason for putting up the outsider in Johan was that I didn't think the four-year-olds had the same kind of profiles. Uh, they weren't sexy enough. They didn't have that three-year-old form that made me think they were going to be potential group horses in their four-year-old season. And fortunately, that proved correct, albeit Salim ran really well in second. But this year, I think it's back to the four-year-olds. I think that's where you should be looking in this year's renewal. And although I respect Awal and Wanice as well, I think Alma Beer is just a horse to beat. And he's going to be my sole selection in this year's Lincoln. He really impressed me on his last start last year on heavy ground at Haydock. And the fact that the ground at Doncaster is already soft, the weather forecast for Thursday, Friday and Saturday this week is heavy rain, suggests you're going to get bottomless ground at Doncaster and that should really suit him. He's drawn in stall 10, which I think is perfectly fine. Um, he should race in the mid- in middle of the field, which is ideal in the Lincoln before making this move late. He's first off wind surgery, which I think is important to note because that could elicit further improvement. William Haggis has already struck in the Irish Lincoln, as you've touched on there, which suggests that his early horses are in fine fettle. Again, another tick in the box. And the fact that the handicapper just gave him £7 rise from his Haydock victory last year, I think was very lenient. This horse won with head and chest. He could be well above these. He could be a 110 horse running off a mark of 97. So I'm taking Alma Beer in this year's Lincoln, Jess. Yeah, he's got a lovely 
uh, pedigree, doesn't he? He's a Frankel. He's still a Colt. Um, I just my questions with a with a horse who's seventy two. What did he beat last time? A fifty to one shot on Fame and Claim. Yes, good horse in his own right, but I wouldn't go mad about the form. Um, and he's also a horse that is just he's taking a bit of time, like Frankels can be. That can be a little bit headstrong, and I think that's what found him out the race before. Is he ready for the action packed jumble of a, of a Lincoln? Um, but you you seem to think that he's probably uh, hopefully progress from um with the winter months on on his side just a word on the draw um in respect to the ground as well what all the the ground in respect to the draw vice versa what have recent trends with soft ground shown you about the Lincoln where do you really want to be positioned yeah well the trends will tell you there really isn't a draw bias because in the last nine years three horses have been drawn high that have won three horses have been drawn middle and have won and three horses have been drawn low and have won now in recent seasons when there's been soft ground in for this lincoln meeting you wanted to be drawn um low because the horses have gone far side and i think far side is probably the place to be though i wouldn't necessarily mind being down the middle the one area i wouldn't necessarily want to be is drawn high but right against this stand side rail because that area tends to prove uh, the deepest when it gets soft or heavy at Doncaster. Now, I know that plenty of people will be thinking, God, we want to be drawn low now because you'll look back in recent years when uh, a Dave won this race and they all race towards far side. But then if you go back to 2013 when Levitate won on soft ground, he was drawn three and they came all the way across the stand side. So I think it's too, um, it's an imponderable. You can't be looking too much into the draw regarding recent history when there's been soft ground. However, this year there isn't any out and out front runner in this race. There's no trailblazer or a horse that's definitely going to go hundred mile an hour from the outset. And I think that will mean that this field will all go in an arrow formation down the middle of the track from the two furlong pole. They'll spread out, they'll try to get clear runs. And maybe then you want to be far side. Therefore, there could be a slight advantage to be middle or low drawn. But I don't think there's such a massive bias at Doncaster this year. Yeah, look, I, I I think it's 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 so intriguing, and it always is something that I I look at. You 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 get your selections, and then you kind of sort of chuck up in the air when you get and um, the draws that come up. Possibly Ross, one of the reasons why that this flat race can be such a puzzle. Um, you can either take it or you can leave it. I agreed with um, with TC what he said, that there isn't a huge amount of pace. I thought of anything, George Bowie is quite happy to let his horses bowl along and Baradar might just go for it out of stall four, which might sort of push everything to that low bias. Has it affected your selection? Um, and as you look ahead to what I'd imagine is a great day for you as, as, uh, as we <laughs> arrive at the, at the beginning of the flat season? We, I'll let you have this day and then we're back to the, back to the juncture for <laughs> at least a couple more weeks. Um, no, I haven't let draw bias affect me. I, I thought last year there was a couple of races where if you'd have followed draw bias trends, you'd have, you would have gone wrong. Um, I think with the rain that's falling and we've had a dry winter, they've reported that there's not much grass growth at, at Doncaster. I think you could well find jockeys going all over the course, trying to find that better patch of of grass growth so i just thought it was probably an angle that didn't need to be given any time to um i mean i agree with tc i think the favorite's got outstanding credentials but i think the fact he's uh trained by william haggis pulls in uh the price a little bit because william haggis has had such a good record in this race um so i've taken two at, at slightly bigger prices the first doesn't fit the four-year-old trend but that's bo pedro for david o'mara he started last year really slowly, David O'Mara, and built into a really good run of form from sort of the middle to the back end of the season. He's not had an awful lot of runners at the start of the year, but from seven runs, he's had two winners. They've all been running well enough and running to sort of market expectation. 
this horse has got course form on heavy ground over seven furlongs. Um, stayed on really well behind a George Bowie horse, Totally Charming, last time. Totally Charming is now 104. Bo Pedro's just 97. He's been placed in handicaps off 100. And, uh, you know, he won the Irish Cambridgeshire for Jessica Harrington off 94. Um, so he's got big field handicap experience. He's going to like this ground. He's definitely going to stay. Um, I thought he was uh, a lively one at an outside price. And then the other one that does fit the four-year-old trend is Wanese. Now, he is, you know, drawn down on that rail that perhaps don't want to be on. But if they do migrate to the middle, that's not going to put me off so much. I thought he travelled really well at Haydock last time um, when when winning. And he beat uh, Montesib, um, who is weighted to turn the form around. But when he's only a four-year-old, quite lightly raced, open to progression. And I thought at that Haydock run, a furlong out, the runner-up was closing and looked like the fast finisher. But in the last 50 yards, when he was going away again, uh, pedigree by Le Havre, out of a new approach mare, he's going to stay. He'll probably end up over further than this, and he should like soft ground. Um, I think he's going to love this test. He's got soft ground form from winning a, a novice at Salisbury uh, on, on soft testing ground there. I see nothing to, to put me off him other than the draw. But as we've already discussed, that's not something I want to be putting an awful lot of weight behind. Okay, I think pretty decisive and uh, informative insight. You've you've really been doing a bit of your homework on this flat stuff. It's not too bad after all. Um, and I, I agree. I think it's nice to have a bit of a... Um, a range with this race you've got the horses and as we saw last year with Johan who kind of you kind of know what it's like to have a bit of hustle and bustle and are ready for it and I think for Pedro is a dangerous one to to oppose especially at a, a nice juicy price David and Mary we see what he's like in these kind of mile handicaps he's just a king at them and yes he's has been a few it's been a, a good time between drinks for this horse but I just I think they're sort of edging on something with him aren't they it's just whether that they're getting that they want their horse ready for now or it's it's a, a race down the line um but um I think that if, if anything for Pedro's one to one to know I, I really I really think that he he could be a, a horse to follow this year um point on on jockeys obviously we've discussed jockeys throughout the course of our jumps season and I know maybe Ross you've you've you highlight a lot of jumps, jumps jockeys follow TC. I was surprised that there weren't a mass amount of apprentices in this race. We've seen um, sort of a coming of, coming of age moments for jockeys in the past. David Egan's run, won this race, um, Benoit de la Sayette. I thought we might see um, the likes of uh, Billy Lottenan on a, on a lead, on a, on a lead protagonist. Benoit de la Sayette's on migration, but is it, and maybe last year, I think we saw, I think it was Harry Davis was on a horse of William Haggis's and was given the opportunity. You've got to get a lot of luck in this race. It didn't work out for him, but it is it a case that having a, a more of a established jockey with the experience in these races does actually help. And that's why we don't see them as much as we have done in the past. I'm not too sure to be honest, because I always picture the Lincoln as the apprentice race, the race where you want to be taking seven pounds off five pounds off when you've got these young up and coming riders who are, basically as good as the pros they just don't have as uh, the same amount of experience as them i was expecting billy lockman to have a, a ride as well benoit de la Sierra to potentially be on one of the favorites connor planners to be on one of bowie's horses but you know maybe that's just not the way of the land this year um what i will say is though billy lockman's got a good ride earlier on the card on broken spear 
which I think is uh, very interesting. He's not in my Napa next best, which is why I brought him up now. But um, this horse is a Doncaster specialist, and that race could be the time we see Billy really put himself uh, in front of the lights. Yeah, yet to have shown his capabilities on the turf yet. So, look, he's been the name to, to follow over the course of the winter. Can he transfer it onto the turf? I say that because the horse that I'm selecting does, does have an apprentice, got George Bass on. This is majestic for Jack Shannon, who's just showing his talent as a trainer, taking over seamlessly from his father, Mick. And he said to me at the beginning of the year when I saw him at Chelmsford on a cold Saturday evening that he had a horse lined up for this. Majestic, we know what he did in the Cambridgeshire last at the end of last year. He stayed that out really nice nicely over a little bit further he's obviously back in trip but I think that he's still well handicapped for a race like this and um, they know how to get their horses spot on um, he's got a lovely racing weight he's in 16 which is probably just about okay um, but I think that he'll be able to see it out and if they don't go massively quick out front um, he's the one that'll be able to, to see it out quite nicely so I like Majestic um, at a it's nearly around a double figure price and also the horse that has slightly been um, talked up a, a good bit for this um, is Atrium um, he's a horse that coming coming here for the back of two straight successes one being over course and distance at Doncaster um, back in September I think they've they've earmarked this race for a long long time Charlie Fellows has made no bones about that Kieran Schumark's on board he's coming out of stall three 13, um, excuse me, and he's a pretty hardened um, handicapper who um, has did a lot of good racing last year and just has got himself quite used to the setup of these kind of races. So Atrium and Majestic for me for the, the big feature show opener for um, the beginning of the turf season um, at Doncaster on Saturday. So um, we've got Doncaster. We've also got the likes of Kempton, which has got a really good card. Um, we've also got the Brocklesby to, to begin proceedings, the first two-year-old race um, in this country, um, which is always interesting to see if there's anything that's going to be a Royal Ascot type or um, going to move into bigger echelons. It's, you've got to be a really early and uh, forward horse in that case. Um, but uh, there's plenty to choose from for our Napa Next Best selection. So considering you've done so much homework, uh, Ross, take it away. So my Napa Next Best both come from Kempton. Uh, no, they don't. They come from uh, Utoxeter. Um, the Nap is in the is in the 320 um, and it's Marsh Wren strained by Stuart Edmonds, who does really well with his mares. It's always an angle I, I look for. We had a mare Hillfinch win very dourly uh, yesterday. Um, you do need to forgive a poor run last time with her, but I just think she's just much, much better on soft and testing ground. And it was probably on the quicker side of good to soft last time. It just didn't suit her. Um, the, the, the positive of that is that she was dropped a pound down to a mark of 119. This does not look a deep race whatsoever. I think she's comfortably the best in this. The danger probably is Corey Courage, uh, Ollie Murphy, who's just turning out the winners at the moment. But she's up £7 for winning a fairly moderate race last time. Marsh Wren won an extra on a penultimate start on heavy ground. Stayed on really well over two mile two. This two mile four here should suit her even better. Um, and I think she'll take all the beating and I think what looks like a fairly weak contest. And then the next best also comes from Utoxter. And it's the 4.30. No rematch. He's had three runs for Sam Drinkwater since being bought out of Evan Williams' yard. They started him off over three miles, which was his trip with Evan Williams. Um, and then dropped him back to two miles where he won and then, and then ran well in defeat. 
He's now got first-time uh, cheap pieces back on, goes up in trip back to three miles, which is where he won both races for Evan Williams. Um, he's down to a mark now of 111, having won off 113. Um, I think Sam Drinkwater is a really smart placer of his horses. I think it's interesting they've gone up a whole mile in trip, um, and I think with the cheap pieces back on, slightly moody horse, but I think, again, this looks like a winning opportunity for him. Right, so you talked to for our jumped fans to keep you focused over the weekend and keep your eye in. We've, um, as I said, we do. This is a kind of uh, a slight blip before we come back to the jump, come back to the jumps, and then we've got the flat season for all um, your, your your needs from couple of weeks onwards and um, we've got the craven coming up but we do have uh jump racing it's that right in that middle of that transition period tc i man i imagine you have plenty of options this weekend where did you go yes i've gone to kempton for my nap and i thought it was really interesting that william buick has gone to kempton because he could have got a couple of big rides at doncaster including one in the lincoln he was also booked on a horse at chelmsford in the featured road to kentucky derby conditions event who's now going to be ridden i think by harry davis um if i'm right there but instead he's gone to kempton to ride secret state in the listed magnolia stakes at 205 which i think is a pointer in its own right but nevertheless, this horse is the horse to be on form anyway. Uh, last year, he developed into a really nice type. He finished second in the Wood Ditton. Then uh, he won, broke his debut um, at the Chester's May meeting. He won a novice at Nottingham. Then he won the King George V Stakes at Royal Ascot and a handicap at Glorious Goodwood, who was a rapidly improving horse that was touted for the St. Ledger. They went to the Great Voltager as a trial for that race. He finished second to a horse called Doville Legend whose only subsequent performance came in the Melbourne Cup where he was sent off favourite and finished fourth. Put a line through his final start because he just didn't stay a mile six. He's a mile four horse at best and he's running over a mile two on Saturday. Um, he was probably over the top as well. But he's clearly the horse to beat in here. He's a fresh gelding. He's second time up off wind surgery. I love his draw in stool seven because Buick can do whatever he wants out there. I just think he's really the horse to beat Secret State in the 205 at Kempton. Uh, and the next best, I'm going to Doncaster. Now, we've discussed that the ground's really testing already, but I'm hoping it's going to get really deep for this horse, and that's Takarib Bay in the 410. The fact that the soft ground, uh, there is soft ground at Doncaster, is really going to play against the horse who I think will be favourite, which is Poker Face, who's unbeaten in three runs for the Chrisfords. James Doyle takes the ride, and plenty of people are just going to see those form figures, the improving profile, and think, you know, this horse is a good thing. But he's only ever raced on good to soft and good ground on turf. And his main asset is a turn of foot. And if it gets deep, it's really going to blunt that asset. And I think Takara Bay can take advantage. He's a two-time soft ground winner. He's been prepped for this race by having a, a little spin around Wolverhampton on the all-weather, which actually he ran very well, considering he was coming off a long layoff. Richard Hannon's won this race twice in the last five years, including with Chindit last year, albeit that was a, a smaller field and you know, generally a weaker race. Chindit's a better horse than Takarib Bay, but, you know, Takarib Bay can still hold his own enlisted company. And I actually really like his draw as well, Takarib Bay. Albeit he's on the wing, I think he can just slot in and behind the leaders and he can prove the strongest in the closing stages. So Takarib Bay, 4-10 Doncaster is the next best. Yeah, he's a horse that they thought the world of as a two-year-old. I remember when he won first time out and then he had a long time off probably waiting for the ground. Um, and I know they've always hold him and have held him in really high regard. And I think he, he's, he's owed them a, a good race, a, a good win there. So um, interesting, that Takra Bay and Secret State as well. Yeah, a fascinating jockey's cho choosing where to go um, and the likes. Um, just a quick question, the Brocklesby. What do you think of it? I know you like, I know, and also Ross, you like your pedigrees. Um, have you got any thoughts with the, you know, the, 
everyone likes to chat at this time of year about first season size to follow. Anything, we've got Soldier's Call, we've got Magna Grecia, um, I think we've got Blue Point, Inns of Core, all in there. Um, anything catch your eye? Uh, I've seen a couple by Inns of Court. I just think they're really, really nice looking animals. Now, whether that's going to translate to the race course, only time will tell. Um, they might just need a bit of time, but the couple I've seen, I thought he's below the radar in, in a in a year where you've got lots of high profile horses like Blue Point having their first runners. I just thought Inza Court might just be an interesting one that might just turn out a decent uh, ratio of winners. Yeah, he's a tally-ho um, sire who, and they can never be underestimated. Um, really like them as individuals, as yearlings, and he's got to go to work in the Brocklesbury. What about you, TC? Any, any thoughts of the race? Slightly throwing me under the bus here, Jess, because we've only had half an hour to look at the entries pre-pod. So I haven't had a deep look into this race, but in initial entries before we've got the uh, 48 hour stage when we saw the decks earlier this week there were two horses that stood out and actually i've just seen the best prices available currently and one of them that i thought would run really well was 40 to 1 which is doddy's impact uh, for robin brisland he had a horse last year uh, entered in this race that was absolutely smashed up in the morning he ran okay back in the pack he didn't win obviously persian force did but billy lot nan's booked and this horse is 40 to 1 he could be really uh, interesting and a horse at a short price indication cool carl burke uh, soldiers call uh, progeny which i think is very interesting there don't like the draw in 15 but uh he could probably go a favorite well i might have thrown you on the bus but good minds think alike because soldiers call is my prediction as one of the sides to follow for this year i really really love the horses they look like two-year-olds already at, at the yearling sales and the racehorse himself god he just ran to a brick wall for you um when he was trained by archie watson so I, I'm, I'm hoping that they do well so yeah indication cool um i quite like the look of but yes um but the brocklesby is always just fascinating and definitely normally a bit of being a what bit bit of a watching uh brief um i have a couple of selections um uh, i i I was pleased to see that Jamie Osborne has uh, decided to run Duty of Care um, at Kempton on Saturday. Um, it's a tough race. It's the Queen's Prize. Always is. He's got last year's winner, Bandinelli, in there. Aztec Empire could be um, way above um, his rating. Um, but Duty of Care has looked like a really good buy. Son of Kingman. Um, he's um, really closely related to Expert Eye. So Michael Stout decided to send him to the horse and training cells. He wasn't really doing a huge amount for him, but they stepped him up and trip and it's really brought out another, a better side in duty of care who the two times he's, I've seen him at Kempton. Um, he's been looked very, very good. Now his form hasn't worked out massively. I was disappointed to see the two horses behind him at Kempton last time get beaten last night, but I think he could still, I think he's just a, a head and shoulders better than those horses. So I'm hopeful to see him cutting it with some better horses in this race. So duty of care, um in the 315 and the other one um purely because the horse that i was going to pick wasn't declared but i'm going to just throw a mention for our own horse open champion who runs in the five o'clock at kempton he we've switched him from jumping which didn't work out um to back to the flat now i think he just wasn't himself at market raising when he fell definitely wasn't the horse that we've seen on the gallops he just got a little bit fractious and was thinking about things at the race course after a long time off the trap track and he just got nearly boiled over a little bit so we put a line through it and actually he unlike a lot of these horses he's been really race fit since and um, ready to go since um, the beginning of January where some of these horses might have still been out 
out in fields then. So he's got race fitness on his side. Don't know what price he'll be. I think hopefully an each way price, but there could be a horse in there that is a, is a customary group horse in the, clap, in the handicap in the shape of Shantico for Roger Varian. Um, he's on the same mark as us. But I think we, we I saw him open champion the other day working really, really nicely. So I hope that he can um, just get his confidence back after that fall at market raising and have um, be a nice um, dual purpose horse for us. So those are my two selections um, ahead of the opening flat uh, meeting of the year in the UK. Um, enjoy it, TC. I'm sure you will be sitting there, box office stuff. Are you going racing at all? Or are you watching it from the comfort of your own home? I was debating it, but it's the Florida Derby at Goldstream Park with 10 stakes races on Saturday evening. So I've got to stay at home to make sure I catch all of that as well. If you do want US tips, by the way, betting.getsbk.com or just follow me on Twitter. Thanks for the opportunity to plug. (laughs) (laughs) I say it from myself when I was out in America, I got all your tips and I got, what was it, four winners in in four straight races. So yes, that is well worth um, uh, making sure that you read. Um, Thank you as always to TC and to Ross. We're coming back next week with an entry um we've got entry previews the week after next we've also got all weather finals days so there's loads to look forward to coming up on the podcast and make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast content platform you listen to we've also got plenty more sbk ambassador content um and stable tours and uh yes make sure that you uh, check out our youtube channel golf fans the masters obviously only one week away and sbk have an exclusive offer if any member of live golf wins the masters controversial sbk will offer money back as a free bet t's and c's always apply um, so enjoy the masters enjoy the racing and we'll see you soon